0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is Reception Reception, the show. Now. Now. James Cole and Matt Harmon.
2: Okay, so here, I'll throw one out for you. Okay, C.D. Lamb... DK Metcalf, who's closer to entering that superstar club?
1: Yeah, I, I think CeeDee Lamb is. I think CeeDee Lamb should be. Um, you know, if we're talking about like Adams to Nuke was top eight, like I think Lamb shoot, I, I don't know. I might I might think that CeeDee Lamb is better than Nuke Hopkins right now. Like I, you know, I, I think he's a, a round wide receiver eight to eight to ten. I think he I think he belongs there. I have DK this is what I said I had um five and a half. I have yeah. DK Metcalf. On here, but like, can you? What's what is the argument, James, for including DK Metcalf if you're also not going to include Tyler Lockett in the superstar <laughs> club? Because, I mean, right, Lockett, Lockett is uh, like you know everybody is uh put you know I've seen the stats going around about oh you know. Lockett is has this many more yards on this fewer targets and like what's up with that? It's like there's a very very easy explanation for why that is the easy explanation is that tire Lockett is at the very least as good of a wide receiver as DK Metcalf is period and that's been true the last three years like he's. We know Lockett's an unbelievable separator. We know he's unbelievable um, at all things except um, the, the best thing he's at is, uh, the best the thing he's the best at is uh, making business decisions after the catch. Um, I'm kidding, <laughs> but like he's not a he's not a great yak receiver. Well, but because no, he like, knows, I mean, I yeah. mean,
2: come on, availability is is an ability here, you know? And he yeah. wants to be available.
1: <laughs> yeah, you ain't you ain't wrong about that. You're in your 30s. You're that size. Like, yeah, you can go yeah. make some make some decisions here and there. But yeah, no, I mean, I uh, but I'm with you though that I think that Lockett and Metcalf are are both right there. Um, I think there's still a tick below superstar club, but they're kind of, I think the next of the top group.
2: Uh, DK Metcalf too. I, I just think has more, I think he's got more upside. Um, and it's because of age, obviously. Yeah.
1: Well, you're also a size speed snob.
2: (laughs) Of course I am. Absolutely. (laughs) So not only so, so size and speed, you got the age. And then again, just growth in terms of like, can he develop some more route running? And if he can do that, which by the way, um, we've seen that over the course of his career as well. I think he was super raw. Um, Obviously, coming out of school, and I think he's really, really worked on that part of his craft uh, to the point where he is significantly better. Hey, man, I want to go back to the whole Lockett thing. Can players like Tyler Lockett can they be in the public's eye, not in your eyes, in the public's (laughs) eyes? Can they ever be considered superstars? I'm using air quotes here Uh, because what Tyler Lockett does, in my opinion, is he is extremely technical and so mm-hmm. good from a technical standpoint, but those little nuances get lost to just the general public. And I do think the one thing that he is very special at, um, and maybe the best, one of the best of all time is deep ball tracking. And yeah. I think what he is able to do to track the football down the field is maybe one of the, 10 best ever. He's so good at finding that ball downfield and putting himself in a position to catch that football. Okay. Now that being said, that's so nuanced, dude, that is so totally. Nuanced. Yeah. Right. Right. And so like the public perception of, of Tyler Lockett, um, can that ever actually reach what he's actually able to do from like, you know, these like minutiae details. I don't know if it
0: can.
1: Yeah. This is again, like, uh, I think, he is a do you know ball uh test like do you do you know football because like if you know football like you think i think you think the Tyler is a superstar cuz all of those things that you mentioned right the technique part of it um but well, and, and i'd argue that like the fact that he's a, an elite deep ball tracker the fact that he is um so explosive like you know, even in t- and he's so good at tracking the football, even in tight spaces. Oh yeah, he makes these highlight real plays, right? Like what do we talk about at the top? Like they to think of the guys the superstars, like downfield mm-hmm. weapons, downfield threats. These guys that make big plays, um, in big moments. That is Tyler Lockett. I mean, he's a and I think that the one test that people would have had for him is, and it, this was certainly the reason that. I mean, in like analyst drafts, like in for fantasy, you get freaking Tyler Lockett in the eleventh round. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like you could get him, you could get him in the double digit rounds because uh-huh. people are like, "Well, y'all, yeah." But what we talked about a few episodes ago, like both things can be true or whatever. The the Russell Wilson, can he do all that deep ball stuff? Can he can he win on on those moon balls and stuff like that when it's when it's not Russell Wilson? Yeah. Well, I mean, Lockett is eleventh in the NFL in yards right now among wide receivers, and and he's playing with Geno Smith. DK Metcalf is sixteenth. Like these dudes have shown that they are great players in their own right isolated from quarterback play and and I do agree that yeah Lockett is probably more of like a tech a technician's uh, fetish than he is like maybe a uh a, 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 the public would think he's a superstar but man I mean it, I think he really does have it all so he's he's got to be in kind of the next group to me are there any other wide receivers that are just outside knocking on that door yeah I got two more guys and I'll stay on the theme uh, of like do you know ball a technician's dream I don't know why Terry McLaurin is not a is not a superstar wide receiver okay um I know the touch the touchdowns haven't been there this year well no kidding he, he's playing for watch that's it game.
2: I was you, you you answered your own question you got to catch I, touchdowns man
1: well you got to play with better quarterbacks like you got to play with the real offense you know what I mean I yep. you know you know I, I love my guy Odu's finest Taylor Heineke but he's still like a guy that was a backup in the XFL two years ago right. you know a guy that Washington right. actively tried to replace I mean this is stuff we all know but I was shocked that McLaurin among wide receivers is seventh in yards this year like he has been I know incredibly productive um and talk about highlight real plays I mean good god Terry McLaurin has highlight real plays he has game changing plays and a coverage dictator absolutely like a look like, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, all these boys in, in the early part of the year, they're not catching passes. I mean, Carson Wentz is, is haywire brain and stuff like that. It's part of why they had to <laughs> you know, overuse Curtis Samuel on the layup routes, but yeah. they're not doing that stuff be- for no reason. They're doing that because McLaurin is like an unbelievable uh, talent that that defenses account for and try to take away, and he still is productive. So I don't know, man. We know that he separates at elite levels in reception perception. We know that he wins contested catches. It's just like put this guy on any other team, put, he put explodes. him in my, he'd explode. Like he would, yeah. I, he would go full, like Steph Diggs or Justin Jefferson. Like there's nothing about his game that, that, you know, says he's not that guy to me. I don't know. I know this is like, this is my guy, but still,
2: <laughs> but again, I just go back to the, the reason he it does not have that. Like, that pedigree it's it is because of the touchdowns dude like in 2020 he scored four in 2021 he scored five this year he's got three i mean if he gets to six it'll be a miracle you know what i'm saying so it's like dude three years in a row five or fewer touchdowns, dude again you gotta score them touchdowns if you want to be considered a superstar in the nfl you know so i mean that's that's that's
1: what it is Like play? uh, How about he plays with an average NFL quarterback? Like once? Could you imagine? Could you imagine what Terry McLaurin would be doing with Jared Goff? You know? I I know. No, I know.
2: He'd he'd at least get eight.
1: He'd at least get eight. You know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I feel. I feel like that's like the the cutoff point. You know, it's like you got to score eight. You know, if you can score eight, you okay? We're talking. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's true. If you can score eight, I think we're talking. I but and like obviously once we get to double digits, all right, now we're really cooking, right? But like. I mean, the dude's been five or less uh, in three consecutive years here, you know. So it's a little bit, I don't know. Anyways, and, and plus the yardage totals too, right? Like eleven hundred yards, his sophomore campaign, just barely over a thousand yards last year, and um, he's at nine forty-five this year. Um, you know, can he get to? Is he going to get to twelve hundred? I, I don't. May, maybe. Let's hope. Let's hope he gets to twelve hundred. But, but again, it's not like he's putting up eye popping stats. Um, and I think that part plays a big part into why the public perception is probably just not there. You know what
1: I mean? And he, and he was started slow this year because he was playing with Carson Wentz. Like he was, he started slow again <laughs> right. this year. So, yeah, 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 um, yeah. but you know, I, I'll just, I compare him to this guy a lot, like from a career arc standpoint, um, Stefan Diggs, his, his, uh, sophomore to final year in Minnesota, 903 yards, 849 yards, 1021. 1130. Uh, like if you go from his second year to his last year in Minnesota, like pretty similar stuff. Now, he did yeah. have more, yeah, t- he, he got up to like eight, nine touchdowns, right? So, um, but he's played with like Kirk Cousins, and again, you know, Kirk Cousins is like a bajillion times better, uh, than these goofballs in Washington. <laughs> That's so, true. so, it's 100%. like, yeah, even got he got his like one year, uh, when he had that 849, but he had eight touchdowns, that was with Case Keenum, and I mean, even Case Keenum, like, is. Yeah, that's a lot better <laughs> case. Keenum was, I had some, of his, um, Terry McCorn had some of his best moments in his first year with case Keenum. So a lot of connective tissue here between, yeah. uh, between these guys. But, um, for yeah, sure. I mean, I, I know I I'll go to bat for McLaurin. Um, because I have said, he's like, yeah, if he went to any other situation, if he, he got a Steph Diggs bump, like, did you see the clip on, um, it was from the bills, put it out from the Thanksgiving game, uh, right before, uh, kickoff or whatever, you know, Steph Diggs said to Josh Allen, like, Happy Thanksgiving, bro. I'm I'm thankful for you. And you know, Josh said it back. And then Diggs said it again. He's like, I'm thankful for you, man. More than you know. And like his voice cracked, and I was like, Wow, oh my yeah. God. You know, wow. bro, godly, I feel the same. Me too. I'm thankful that you res- rescued <laughs> Steph Diggs. So yeah, man. I, um, I do think I hope I hope McLaurin gets his Josh Allen someday, but I don't know. We'll see.
2: Nah, it's true. I mean, they they've helped unlock each other, you know, Josh Allen and Diggs, which is great. Um, yeah, this it reminds me of back in the day when um uh when Megatron, Calvin Johnson, you know, was able to play with um uh, with Matt Stafford, and Stafford was, you yeah. know, in his prime. You know, it's like the teams weren't that good, obviously, but like we were as football fans pretty damn lucky to be able to see that connection, you know, because there have been a lot of times, man, where good quarterbacks don't have good wide receivers and great wide receivers don't have good quarterbacks. And like, yeah, they were losing games, but dude, week in and week out, you saw a, an awesome Stafford to Calvin Johnson play. You know what I mean? And just from like a football standpoint, that was, I, I thought we were pretty blessed to see that, man.
1: What year was, was Stafford? The first overall pick in 2008.
2: It seems like a yeah, long ass no. time ago. <laughs>
1: Just because you, know? uh, you know, yeah. Let me let me look at it real quick. Uh, because Megatron had a thirteen hundred and twelve season. Um, yeah. No, oh no, that was uh, no two thousand eight. The year they went zero uh, <laughs> <'Cause> sixteen. You catch <laughs> passes from Dan Orlovsky, John Kitna, Dante Culpepper that year. Yeah. And that dude, yeah. Calvin yeah, Johnson yeah. had a freaking thirteen hundred and twelve. Um, yeah. No crazy stuff. Uh, Megatron, man, what a, what a player. Um, all right, my last dude that I think deserves consideration here. Okay. Um, is T Higgins. Uh, and I know you're not like the biggest T Higgins fan in the world, but okay, um, make this argument. I think that T Higgins, again, he's shown to be just as much of a producer as Jamar chase. Now chase absolutely has highlight, you know, potential in his corner, you know, like he, he has the big plays both after the catch and down the field. I mean, there is no question to me that Jamar chase belongs in the superstar club, but man, T Higgins is just, just so dang consistent. He's so good at the catch point. I think he's an underrated separator, you know, Um, not like he's again, he's not like Jamar chase. He's not some of these other guys, but you know, he's been an over 70% man player. He's been a really good press coverage beater. And um, you know, even just these last, the last two games before Jamar chase came back last week, like he had these big, big games, despite the fact, like there was no Jamar chase. And I actually think that Higgins, when they get the offense like flowing through him a little bit, it's a little bit more um, consistent and steady um, than it is yeah. sometimes when they when yeah, they overdo it. Yeah. You know, when they overdo it, Jason, mm-hmm. and I and I think it's a credit to Joe Burrow that this year he's been a bit more of an evolved passer. Like he's been um, he's getting the ball out really fast, like since week 10, I believe he's a 2.5 time to throw like he's been getting it out fast. and I think a lot of that is because. Higgins is really good and is a really fluid player for a guy his size getting open on those sort of quick breaking routes. But then at the same time, if you want him to win big plays like he's so good at the catch point, he can do that, too. So to me, I think he is. I don't really think he's a number two receiver. I think he's a number one receiver. He just happens to play alongside with another number one.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love.
2: All right, there you go. Um, I like it. All right, so there you go. Um, that that's the list, man, and that's a hell of a great list, um, man. We <laughs> there's a lot of great Can, wide receivers in the NFL, dude. No, go uh, ahead, dude, go ahead. Uh, Yeah,
1: because yeah, my my gonna me give my future dark horses. Uh, as okay, well, just to need you to say like. By the way, you know we didn't talk about guys like. Mike Evans or, um, you know, uh, stuff like that. Like there's a bunch of dudes that, that we didn't talk about. Their wide receiver position is just so loaded right now. It um, is. Lo- you bring up,
2: well, first of all, Mike Evans, uh, I considered it, but I just feel like he's taking a step back this year. Um, having a I'll, weird year. Yeah. He's yeah. Having he's a having weird. a little bit of a odd year. Uh, and, and again, too, it's like a year ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're putting totally, him on that yeah. knocking on the door, but I think this year he took a little bit of a step down. And then again, um, just because of the age too, I I wonder, I I think that probably plays a a little bit of a factor into it too.
1: Yeah, I think so too. He was a tough one um, because you definitely can't consider him like a nominee, right? But he he was a guy that at least was like, "Ah, I should should just mention because he's been so good. But okay, so future Dark Horses. Number one, I don't want to talk about these guys because I feel like we've talked about them on the show so much recently, but all the top three rookies, um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and again, I would even argue Drake London, they're, they're maybe maybe we're having this conversation, especially about Wilson and Olave, based on what they've shown. I think we might be having this conversation about them You know, a year from now. Um, Michael Pittman, I still think Dark Horse to potentially be included as a potential nominee at some point. Mm-hmm. This season has not gone the way we thought it would for Michael Pittman, but he's still top five <laughs> in the NFL in catches. I know. Um, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, pretty, know. he's just They just get nothing going downfield. It's always hilarious to me that whenever you watch the Colts in a primetime game now, which enough already with the Colts in prime time, but um, every bro- every broadcaster seems to be very confused why they can't get anything going down the field. It's like, have you seen Matt Ryan behind this offensive line? behind you know? And if there's anybody that can rush the pass, like, they ain't getting anything going downfield. And that's been unfortunate for Michael Pittman, but I do think really talented players still. Of course, got to mention Brandon Ayuk. I think Ayuk could definitely be... Um, the guy that, it, you know, is, is he knocks on this door? He's been so good this year. I mean, just fantastic. Um, but obviously doesn't have the full resume yet. And then the last two here, Devonte Smith, I think Devante Smith has been awesome this year too. Skinny he gets Batman. Little, yeah. He gets a little overshadowed by um, AJ Brown, but is a damn good receiver in his own right. And then Chris Godwin who, you know, he's obviously had a, a tough time coming back from ACL uh, surgery this year. They get him so many little screen passes, but like, I think he could be in like talk about a guy in his prime, Chris Chris Godwin in his peak form. If you put him in Cooper Cup's role with the right oh, quarterback, good night. Good night. he could he could lead the NFL in receiving yards. Absolutely, so I, I think he's a guy worth. He says a bit strange because he should, pro- if he was healthy this year, I think he would firmly be in like this potential nominee group. But because he's, come- he's had this year coming back from ACL, um, and obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Brady next year. Don't think he's coming back to Tampa. But no. yeah, I think Godwin obviously uh, is a guy who deserves that. Honor. Yeah.
2: Godwin Godwin, 26 years old. So he's got a little bit of a ways to go, uh, in his career, Mike Evans, 29, which is why I bring up that age, uh, there though. But, uh, but yeah, very interesting stuff, you know, and, and you bring up these guys and people are going to listen to the podcast, and say what? come on, dude, these guys are so far away from being a superstar. But to your point, that's how topsy turvy football is though. As you mentioned, Cooper cup two years ago, if you put him on this like dark horse list, everyone's like, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. He's so far away. And it's like, no, not really. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, it just takes like a couple of things to click in uh, before guys can really just, I mean, go crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, that's how close. Sometimes it is uh, from guys yeah. who are good to be great and then great to be superstars. You know what I mean? So
1: yeah, it's uh, a lot of it's situational, right? I mean, with just AJ Brown, you and I, we didn't have have a, we didn't even spend a, talk, a second talking about him, but a lot of people said like he needs to be included in like the the up and coming group. And it's like, no dude, I would have said he was a superstar coming into this year based on like his reception perception data. But again, look at his box scores from the first couple of years. And I know he has had injuries, but mm-hmm. 1051 yards as a rookie 1075 yeah, exactly. in his second year, 869, like five touchdowns last year in 13 games. Like he obviously had 11 in, in uh, 14 games in his second season. But th- then he goes to a situation in Philly and you know, people are like, they're like, I thought AJ Brown was more of like an over the middle bully receiver. It's like, no, this guy has shown he could win outside the numbers routes and like, you know, go routes and stuff like that. Now he's got a quarterback that's willing to kind of let it rip and do that stuff, which, you know, shout out yeah. to Jalen hurts for that. But a guy like Ayuk, I think, you know, people are, are asking a lot of like, who's the next guy that could get traded and, you know, maybe change teams in the Like I think Ayuk is a guy that could be that because, um, you know he's they have so many guys on extensions there and and you know they're gonna make tough financial decisions and you know you might be a guy that they you know i don't know just a guy to keep an eye on that if he ever changed teams like he would he would erupt so so, so much of it from the public perception part of it is is situational based and, and and stats and stuff like that which is all dependent on outside variables which is why you should subscribe to reception reception.com <laughs>
2: <laughs> Atta, baby! Atta, baby. There you go. Uh,
1: and
2: Not only that, but, uh, man, if you're listening to this program um, and, and you haven't heard from us before, um, look, look, man, this is the kind of stuff that we do, man. We're like, we like we, we blur the lines between real football, fantasy football. Um, and so, yeah, if you guys would subscribe to the, to the podcast, man, that'd be awesome. We would love that. Listen to us for a couple of weeks, man. If you don't like it, okay, then, hey, whatever. Unsubscribe if you want to. See but I'm telling you, you're going to have a good time. You're going to learn some stuff about football, man, and this is what we do here on Reception Perception.
0: The show.
2: All right. For Matt Harmon, I am James Coe. Peace.